Hello, and welcome to No Two Gays About It, the podcast that gives a voice to the over 50 gay male. I'm one of your hosts, Felix Unger, and my co-host is Oscar Madison. Hello. <laughs> Actually, also, I'm also known as Michael Foley. Exactly, um, and I'm circles. Tom Burke. Uh, so, but hey. we are definitely the odd couple, and I'm sure every over 50 gay male out there got that reference. Um, did you used to watch that when you came home from school every day to reruns, Michael? Oh my God, I watched it probably all through the 70s and 80s as well, because the show yeah, was right. brilliant. And Penny Marshall is Myrna Turner. You know my <laughs> affinity for Penny. I certainly do. I love um, that woman. So we are here, as I said, to give the voice to the over 50 gay male. And today, what are we going to talk about, Michael? Today, we're going to be talking about a law in Alaska where their um, the Christian right is still attempting to erase us um, from the planet and pretend we don't exist. Um, we're also going to talk about Leslie Jordan, um, and we are doing a segment on gays and gods because of uh, the Leslie story. So okay. that's what we're going to be doing. And then we have your favorite part of the show, Savage Side Eye. I'm curious Definitely. to see who's going to get it today. Definitely. One of my favorite parts, the savage side eye, where Michael and I give a very shaded side eye to someone or something that's bugging us that week. Um, what's happening with you this week? Anything new and exciting? Yeah, I went to the Cathedral City LGBTQ Days. Nice. Um, and it was it was interesting. It's it's I think it's only the third year, maybe the fourth, but it's still growing, so it's still finding itself. Um, right. It's not like other pride events. Um, there's very specific events that happen, and there's no festival or communal area sort of to, to gather during the day. It's different parties and different events. Um, so it'll be interesting to see that grow over the years because we are now residents, and Cat City is literally right next door to us. So, um, yeah, that's what I did this weekend. How about you? What would you do? Awesome. Well... As you mentioned, we are living out in Palm Springs now, and we are in the midst of high season. This is every party and every event, and because of our beautiful, absolutely beautiful weather, I mean, today it's stunning. The mountains are all covered in snow, and it, it's warm, and the sun is warm, and of course that means everyone's coming to visit. So uh, today I have two people coming they leave. The very next day, I have someone else coming to stay. She leaves. Two days after that, someone else comes to stay with us. So there's a lot happening. And very exciting. I had my final fitting for my outfit that I'm wearing to the dress red dress dress red party, which is less than two weeks away. Are you excited about that? I'm so excited about that. And you know what we should do? after what? the red dress dress red party is wear what we wore <laughs> there on here so okay. people can see us in our red 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 stuff my, well my. first of all you can only see us if you are a patron on patreon exactly uh, so, yeah, I have a really smashing outfit this year. It's all 
red sequined. It's a fantastic suit. My husband is wearing the exact same one. Uh, um, we we're both going to be really shiny. Fantastic. Is, is, that's that's a little, um, little little Easter egg for the folks out there. So you see some red disco balls. Just just for an aside. Uh, for those of you that don't know, we are living in Palm Springs. This is one of the like main events of the season every year. It is to benefit the LGBTQ Center, correct? That is correct. Yeah, uh, and it's held at the um, the Air Museum. It, it's this humongous party. And you know what else we need to do, Michael, is while we're there, we've got to do some filming, do uh, some little tiktoks or absolutely because we're on tiktok now look at us um and you can you can find us at note on tiktok at no two gays about it the number two um and also if you do want to see us in our stunning red outfits um after the red dress party on here you can become a subscriber on patreon and you can find us there at patreon.com forward slash no two gays about it and that is the number two so come come and enjoy the redness that will be us in a, another week. It's, it's going to be a hoot. I'm sure we'll also have some pictures up on Facebook. Also, find us at No Two Gays About Us, the number two, and on Instagram. Same thing, at No Two Gays About It. I didn't spend a fortune having this red outfit made. I'm going to have tons of pictures taken, so you'll you'll be able to see us anywhere, but... If you want to see us live, you have and, to be a And patron. shimmering. Don't forget and shimmering. Totally shimmering, right? <laughs> I really, I cannot, I can't. First of all, I can't believe I'm going to wear something like this. Um, second of all, I love it. Well, there you go. I, I do. I'm shocked that um, I'm this excited to wear. I haven't been this excited in probably been going maybe eight to ten years. Um and I haven't been excited about wearing something this year. I'm excited. Oh, great. So, I loved um, my outfit last year. That was my first year going. It was so much fun. Uh, this year, it's on the 18th of March. Yes. If you're in the area, come get a ticket. Come. It's so much fun. Um, and FYI out there, if anybody is listening in Palm Springs, tickets are still available. Because I had a friend buy one um, just a few days ago because yeah. they... Um, they're selling actually more tickets. They used to to cap it, and this year they're they went up to three thousand tickets, which I know sounds like a lot of people, but it's literally in an airport, and they yeah. use three or four hangars, so it's not like it's ever crowded. There's so much space to breathe in. It's supposed to be a gorgeous day, so oh, come out, support the community, spend and some money. And find us. Come find us. Seriously, come find us, and yeah. um, you know, it's for a good cause, and you get. All the food you could put, which is my favorite part. There's restaurants <laughs> all over town who have booths. All the food is free. The liquor is free once you pay your ticket and your entrance. It's an amazing event. So if you're in Palm Springs, get a ticket. Yeah, please. All right. Let's get going with today. So right. what do you want to talk about first? Well, first, it's it, all of the stories are very related today. So um, we're going to talk about this thing that happened in Alaska in um, July during the gubernatorial election, the primary, um, that nobody knew about because they were so shady about. Um, the attorney general contacted the state commissioner, commissioner for human rights and told him to make this change in the law. Now, you know, when they do that, they have to 
announce it to the public. So what they did was put it on their Twitter feed, which has a whopping 31 followers. Oh my so, God. I know. <laughs> That's really wow. hard to like only have 31 followers. Like you got to work at that. Right. Um, so they did that. So nobody knew it happened until very recently because um, of some legal cases that were filed. And all of a sudden the state's like, yeah, we're not handling that anymore. And it's about, so in um, 2020, there was a, a Supreme Court ruling, uh, Bostock versus Clayton, um, versus Clayton County. And what this law said, that it was no longer legal to discriminate against people because of their sexual orientation. And the state of Alaska said, okay, we're going to follow this federal rule. So they wrote it in, into their charter that, and I'm going to tell you, it's just really horrible. Um, it said it is illegal to discriminate because of, then this was a new line that they added into it, sexual orientation, identity, sexual orientation or identity. Now what they did in July, because a Christian conservative group pushed the governor because he was not necessarily a shoo-in to be reelected to make this change to give him their support. And now that's gone from it is illegal to, and put in a column that says it's sometimes illegal to discriminate against the community. And what this basically means, now the state says they're going to continue to pursue work-related suits, but if you're going for an apartment right, and you're there with your husband or your wife or your significant other and the owner of the property has a problem with you, you don't have to rent and you have no recourse anymore. We are back to where we were before this ruling in 2020. Um, so hold on a sec. So it says sometimes it's illegal to do that. So... Mm -hmm. There, is there any sort of guideline to say when that sometimes is? No. no. So, any, so the, you know, you want to go into a bakery and get a cake made. And they say, right. yeah, no. Now, in Alaska, I'm assuming that the, other than a big city, you're probably limited in regard to certain establishments and businesses where you can shop. And if somebody says, you know what, you can't buy groceries here anymore. That's okay with the state again. Wow. They're good with that. And... There's also been a question of how many of the workplace suits they're actually pursuing and how diligently they're investigating them. I think that's what was the big red flag that came up because people were having these complaints and nothing was getting done. So some people did some research and found out that this change was made back in July. And again, all because of a Christian conservative group pushing the governor to make this change so he gets their support in the election in November. Wow. Yeah, and, wow. And so are people fighting this or are they all okay yes. with this? No, no, I mean, yeah, yeah. you know, let's be real. The right is more than okay with this. Well, know? sure, but... But our, 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 is our side and um, our allies, yes. Um, and again, there's been articles about it. I'll actually post a link 
um, in our Facebook. Okay, great. Um, so people could actually read that article and uh, see this unbelievable shadiness and just insidious attempt to, again, just make us go away. And um, it's not going to happen this time. Because as you know, more and more people are identifying as part of the community. Right. And that's because there's more of a sense of community, that it's, it's safer now. Um, and that's not going to change. You know, that, that cat is out of the bag. It's not going back, folks. Right. But, but Alaska, and since you are the political guy, um, help me out here. It's a red state. Is it a red state? Yes. Yes. With swaths, uh, compl- of, with swaths, swaths of blue. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, because yeah, I remember their senators there are both Republican, I believe, right? right? Yeah. Yeah, Lisa Murkowski and I, the other name of the other ones yeah. slips my um, mind. Wow. Okay. It's sort of been a, um, a week of, I don't want to say religious, because usually people go to organize religion when you use that word. Um, just these, there's been these ties and a theme in my week about religion and spirituality, because now we're going to talk about Leslie Jordan. Um, and when I went to the Cat City LGBTQ days, um, they did it there. Del Shores was there and he did a tribute to Leslie. Oh. And it was such a beautiful event. And Del Shores, in case anybody doesn't know, wrote um, Sorted Lives in Southern Baptist Sissy. Sissy and um, he and Leslie have been virtually lifelong friends. Leslie was the godfather to his two daughters. Um, Del was actually married. And yeah. Can I just jump in there? Absolutely. I did, when I moved to Los Angeles from New York City, the first week I did my very first uh, national commercial, and I was the groom, and the bride was Del Shore's wife. (laughs) How bizarre is that, right? And, uh, you know, so of course we spent the whole day together talking, and I'm like, oh, he's married. Oh, okay, you know. Anyway, just wanted to throw that in there for a second. That's kind of neat. Oh, and did you, his mother-in-law um, was that is, was actually in the Sorted Lives franchise? Oh, really? Did you know that? And Southern no, Baptist I did not know Yeah, because um, yeah. they were there too and they spoke, um, some of the actors that Leslie had worked with on those projects. But um, Del, by far, was the most moving and heartfelt because of his connection with Leslie. And, um, so can I, again, I, I'm sorry to jump in here again. Oh, I just no, want to no, make please. sure that people out there actually know Leslie Jordan. I, I can't imagine anyone who doesn't, but this man has had an amazing uh, career. Absolutely. Started out, it, you know, working at playing straight characters, which is very bizarre. Um, in so many, in the it was the 80s, right? Um, that he started telling. That was when he first work? hit my radar. And, yeah. Um, it, it, it was on Murphy Brown. Do you remember him on Murphy Brown? He played I the do. secretary once. Oh my God. Yeah. And here's the, an interesting thing that happened with, did you watch Murphy on a regular basis? I watched it. Yeah. So I was, I was hooked on it obviously because there's the, what's the whole political aspect of it. But so every week there would be a new secretary because oh, Murphy would wind up firing. Yeah, do you remember right. that bit? Okay, it was yeah, a running yeah, yeah. bit through the entire course of the show. Right. So Leslie did this appearance and 
the audience loved him. And I'm assuming everybody on the cast did too, because how could you not? Um, that he was the only person who ever came back for another episode nice. as Murphy's secretary, um, which I, 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 again, I remember to this day, it was so brilliant because when he showed up again, it was like, what is he doing here? Yeah, um, everything but... he did was just gold. Uh, most people know him from Will and Grace. Uh, he played, what was the character's name? I almost said Lerner Turner, but that was, yeah. <laughs> that was Laverne on the It was a woman's was... name, right? Uh, yes. Um, uh, I'm not going to remember because I, I right. was not a huge Will and Grace fan, so I didn't watch it that okay. often. But um, that's, you know, where he really got a lot of fame. And his last show that he was on before he unfortunately, you know, passed away was... Um, Call the, Me Cat. Call Me Cat, right. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, everyone knows who he is. So I just want to make sure that everyone out there remembers who Leslie Jordan is. Yeah. And I, I think our generation definitely is probably oh, more sure. tuned to, to, to him because he has been around so long. Um, right. And one of the... Th um, they showed this clip from Southern Baptist Sissies, which I actually saw on stage in L.A. when Leslie was doing it, um, which I had forgotten about. And, sorry, I'm going to get emotional right now. I went into the ugly cry at the end of this clip because it reminded me of something. And as challenging as things are right now for our community, um, we've been here before and we have overcome it. And this clip, um, one of the, one of the sissies committed suicide and it was at his service. Um, one of the other sissies, um, was talking about hope and, um, Obviously, the young man who committed suicide lost that for a second and committed suicide. And he comes back and has a conversation with the boy who's still living and just convinces him to continue to go and to... Sorry, again, I'm getting emotional. <laughs> um, you can do it. Keep I can. It together, I'm going to get through it. But when I, when I talk about this stuff, it's, uh, it, it resonates so deeply that it moves me in a good way. Exactly. Um, that because if you were raised in the Southern Baptist Church, as Leslie was, um, and as we were in the Catholic Church, there was very similar that who you are is a sin. Right. Just by your just by sheer virtue of the fact that you were born gay, they say that God looks at you as sinful. And that's a hard one as a child to wrap your head around. Um, so much so that, did you know Leslie was baptized 14 times no, in the I Baptist church trying to drown the gay away? Aww. Yeah. How, I mean, and, and again, we've all tried to do things to, to make it go away when we were younger. I have to say I didn't. So I, 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 that was my gimme coming into this life where God went, you know what? You're going to have enough problems. Your mother's <laughs> going to be an alcoholic drug addict who will eventually stab you. Your father's going to be out of the picture. So God went, you know what? We're going to give him his sexuality. That's going to be an easy pass for him. I, it was never an issue for me from the moment I realized I was gay. Ever. Wow. Um, All right. You got your strength back. So now I'm gonna go tell back. us about <laughs> what, did, what did the sissy 
come back to say? He told this other boy that God has always seen him for who he was and loves him because of that. And it was the church that had it wrong. And it was such a beautiful and moving scene. And anybody out there who's listening, go to YouTube because you can find it. And I can't imagine you won't be in tears at the end of it because it is, it is just so moving and so beautiful. And again, I did the ugly cry so much so that the person who I was with just grabbed my hand to let me know he was there. Um, but the thing is, we were, we were right in front of Dell. <laughs> there was this moment where I went, <laughs> which, you know, it was interesting because Dell started crying as well. And I don't know if that moment, I doubt if it did, but just, you know, it was the scene itself, but it, freed I think a lot of people up to let that moment to let that go because we've lived with it our whole life right um and that made me start to think about because there was a visceral and audible reaction from people in the audience it started me thinking about how many people in the community lived through this and survived Right. And then how many people today still consider themselves um, part of either an organized religion or spiritual? Um, because for me, it's such an important part of who I am. And I didn't discover that until I was 22 and had a life-changing event that for the first time in my life, I believed in God because I saw it. Um, and prior to that, I considered myself an atheist because I was raised Catholic, and that was all I knew. And my attitude was, if this is what God is, fuck you, I don't need him in my life. Can you share what happened to you? Oh, to, absolutely. To make you um, see God? Because why, you want to make me cry? <laughs> no, I, I very well may again. Um, yeah, no, again, it was one of those... Oh my God. It, so one of my best friends had a son. Um, and at the age of one month old was diagnosed with neuroblastoma, which is a unbelievable form of cancer that attaches itself to the nervous system. So tumors spread throughout the body along the nervous system. And during that, he only lived for 10 months. Um, but during that 10 months, I saw something in this boy that I had never seen in my life, in his eyes. And it was, it seemed like everything made sense for the first time to me, that he was there to teach a lesson. And I also saw it not only how it affected me, but how it affected everybody else in his life. The lives that this boy touched um, from the doctor's to the pediatric ICU nurses who became friends. Um, and I'm still in touch with today. Um, and it's interesting that something like that, where people would question their faith, gave me absolute faith. Um, and I will always be grateful for that because it put me on a trajectory that literally I could have never possibly conceived up prior to that. Um, and so, so yeah, then, that's, that's the event that changed who I was at my core. 
and, and how, then I found my path. How? What is that path? How do you describe your uh, spirituality now? So, I consider myself a non-traditional Christian um, because I follow a book called The Course in Miracles. Um, I don't know if folks out there know who Marianne Williamson is, but... Hey, anyone our age definitely has to know what The Course of Miracles is and who Marianne is. It was such a humongous part of the gay community all throughout the 80s. So Marianne lectured on the book. A lot of people think she wrote the book, but she didn't. She wrote books based on The Course of Miracles. She didn't write The Course of Miracles. Um, And... And it's a massive book. It is dense. It usually takes the average person between three and five years to finish. Um, And I've been through it dozens of times now, um, just because, you know, when shit goes sideways, I tend to sort of seek it out again instead of remembering that I should probably do it regularly because then maybe shit wouldn't go sideways as much. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I I think that's, that's definitely the way spirituality works in most people is when they need it, they, they seek it. Um, So let me ask you a question. Yeah. Um, Because we've actually really never had this discussion. We've touched on it lightly because I'm not one of those people who, if someone wants to have a, a conversation about spirituality, I am all there. I love to talk about it, but I don't pursue it because, you know, a lot of people, especially our age, have been turned off to it. Um, so, what do you do? You have a path. What is your? What do you consider yourself? Uh, well, as you said, I was raised Catholic. I went to private Catholic schools, grammar school, high school. Um, I. I loved being a part of that world, even though as an altar boy, I was fondled by priests, even I'm though sorry. in my high school, um, I there were so many incidents that happened. Mm-hmm. Um, I still believed in these men and everything that they were, you know, I, there's such a comfort in being able to walk into any Catholic church, still to this day to me, I feel that comfort of like being at home, uh, the statues, the, the the words everyone is saying. However, um, the church turned against me, said I was a bad person. Uh, like you said, I, I'm going to hell because of who I am, and I had nothing to do with it. Right. I just was this guy, you know? And so I had to kind of, I mean, even when I was living in New York in my 20s, I was still going to church. Um, And I have those Catholic parents who, you know, my father would always be like, uh, what what mass did you go to this week? Or, you know, would they come to visit and I'd have to, after I stopped going to church, I, I, you know, I was out of the closet and I was owning my gayness and I knew I just couldn't keep going. Uh, it was ridiculous. Um, but my father would visit and be like, so show me where your church is. Do you have a bulletin? <laughs> like, oh my God, wow. I'm not 12. Um, but I still, I do have a spirituality. I still believe in um, some greater good. I'm not exactly sure what that is now. I uh, have told you, I'm sure most of you have heard me talk about this, that I hike every morning and I do uh, talk out to the universe, how great, you know, talk about things that I'm grateful for, 
Where I live in Palm Springs, you can look out my back door, and there is an Indian lying in the mountain. His face is what drew the Indians into this canyon because they saw this man. And I talk to him all the time. Um, you know, I don't know who he is or who he was, but I believe that he is some sort of high power. I don't know who God is or what God is, but I do have some spirituality. Um, and I just believe in being good and kind and, you know, treating people how I want to be treated. So yeah. that in itself is so much uh, more godlike than most religious people who all want to hate and put people down. Yeah, you know, let's categorize that into organized religious people. Exactly. Because if you are truly, in my opinion, if you are truly a person of faith, you live that faith. And Jimmy Carter is a perfect oh, example right? of that. Because this is somebody who never proselytized. Yeah. He never forced anybody to abide by his rule. He lived his rule. And through that, he changed the world. And to me, that's what a true person of faith is. Right. Um, yeah, it, does, it doesn't get any better than that man as a shining example of what somebody who defines as a Christian is. He is a true Christian. These people who are trying to force their ideas down our throats have nothing to do with religion or spirituality. They're evil, in my opinion. Yeah. And that's just my opinion, but that's really how I feel. So, uh, I mean, we are men over 50, gay men over 50. Uh, I'm just wondering, like, are... Are more people our age spiritual? I know the younger people are are going less and less to churches and into that organized religion. But I'm wondering if you have any idea. Uh, of I do. Men are, um, yeah, I actually okay. remember I said it got me to thinking, so I started to do a little research. So Fantastic. I love yes, research. I know you love numbers. <laughs> I know you do. And I did this specifically for you. Oh, so thank you. here are some stats from a Pew Research poll. Um, okay. People from the ages of 50 to 64 believe in God or consider themselves to be of faith. Um, age 65 and up, the number ticks up actually quite a bit. Um, at 65% of them believe in God or consider themselves to be a person of faith. Um, and then, as you said, you know, people are leaving the church in droves, and I think it is because people are waking up and starting to say, oh, this is a hate organization. Right. So out of those, so from the age 35 to 49, here's where the numbers start to go down. 51% of our community believes in God or considers themselves a faith. And then ages 18 to 34, only 40% now do. Um, and again, the numbers are continuing to, to tick down. So, um, out of those faithful, here's how the, it ranks in the, the, the religious breakdown. So the number one is Protestant, which I have to say doesn't shock me because what are the first seven letters of that word? Protest, which I love. Okay. Um, because what were they doing? They were protesting the you know hierarchy and the, the bigger Catholic church and the Christian 
um, ideology. Um, and then after that, we have Catholic. That one surprised me a little, that there are still that many um, LGBTQ community members who identify as Catholic. Um, and then after that comes uh, people of other Christian faiths. So that would be Baptist and so right. on and so on. And then after that, it's Jewish, Mormon, and Muslim in that order, um, which is also shocking to me. But um, the, Mormon right. and the, the Mormon and the Muslim part, because they seem to be still seeped in that Although I guess it shouldn't be surprising because so is the Christian church. So oh, never totally. mind. I take right. that back. You now know, here's an... I, oh, 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 go ahead. I, go ahead. Um, years ago, I, I was on a panel uh, about uh, gay marriage and gay uh, parentage, having children. Um, and I was... Next to me was a Jewish man, um, a rabbi from somewhere in L.A., and... Anyway, I was doing this amazing speech about how the Catholic Church turned its back against me, even though I loved being part of the Catholic Church, and how I wanted to be married as a younger person, and I wanted to have a family, but uh, the Church said no to me. And this uh, really lovely uh, Jewish man, uh, again, he was a, a rabbi, grabbed my arm and he said, um, well, we love you. <laughs> and you know you can be whoever you want in our home meaning in his temple and i was like yeah damn <laughs> why, why didn't i know that when i was you know 13 yeah. instead of um because you know the catholic church and other christian right. certain christian organizations make you believe that yeah. they are the only way and, and as wrong. the course yeah. as the course in miracles teaches there are many paths to the top of the mountain the course in miracles happens to be one doesn't right. mean it's the right path for you it was for me and that is that goes for every other religion if you if you have a moment of questioning your religious foundation because of something that they teach then i encourage you to seek something else because there are spiritual paths that have everything to do with love and nothing to do with judgment or hate. And can you imagine living in a world where that was the norm instead of what it is? Because so many wars and deaths have been oh, waged in the name of religion, of the wars, which is a yeah, joke. Crazy. It's a joke that yeah. people still buy into this old paradigm of this is the way. And if you don't, abide by it well you know we'll kill you or we'll erase you or well i have Ugh. hope uh, and faith in our younger generations who are uh looking at people of different you know colors and different sexual orientations uh, as just the same as them and not yeah. seeing them as different people so hopefully who knows though you know um and it's interesting you said that word hope because that is what sent me into the ugly cry at that tribute to Leslie because I think on some level they try to beat that out of us, that sense of hope, that sense of wonder, that sense of I'm okay right? just the way I am because as anybody in our community knows, this isn't 
a life choice. It's not like we decided, oh, we want to live in Pacoima as opposed to Glendale. Um, it's it's nothing like that. That moment we that a heterosexual person realizes, oh, I'm attracted to the opposite sex, is that same moment we realize that we're attracted to the same sex. And it has nothing to do with the sexual nature of that. Because I think as young kids, we don't even know what it is. Right. You know, I remember seeing Patrick Duffy on The Man from Atlantis swimming in this little bathing suit and thinking, or Lee Majors running shirtless on The Six Million Dollar Man and thinking, what the hell is that? You know, inside of myself. Um, I mean, I knew what it was on the screen. <laughs> it was right. like hubba hubba. Um, and it had nothing to do with sexuality. It just had to be with being drawn to that. Um, and then you realize as you know, life progresses that, oh, because I remember the first time it happened, I was in third grade and you know, kids call each other homo and fag and all that other stuff. Yes. Um, this one kid calls in, we're waiting outside in the hall on a line and this one kid calls another kid a fag. And the other kid who was called that said, you don't even know what that means. And the other kid was like, yes, I do. It's a boy who likes another boy. And a light bulb went off in my head. And it was like, oh my God, that's what it is. It is a thing. <laughs> you know? Well, and, we in the community are glad that you had that moment. Um, when was yours, I, actually? Because I know you, you, you said you've, you dated women. So oh, yeah. obviously you knew prior to that the of feelings you were having. So when, yeah. when did that hit you? Was you there know, a moment that you remember vividly? No, no yeah. there was not a moment. Um, definitely not a moment uh, that I can remember. I'm sure there must have been, but, um, you know, I just tried to do what I thought I was supposed to be doing. Yeah. As, you know, Leslie Jordan did by yeah. being baptized 14 times, yeah, hoping that. that eventually he will get rid of those feelings. Yeah. But thank God that he didn't. And what a testament to him this man totally embraced his gayness and let it shine yeah. for all of us to see and give so much hope to people who then were watching young young kids who were watching TV could be like, oh, yeah, I'm I'm just like that. And yeah. so good. I can just be myself. And maybe there are tons of little Baptist boys who didn't have to go through that 14 times. Because they did see him. How, how amazing is that? Yeah. Um, and that he, you know, later in his life, he made peace with that and sure. the church. So much so that um, in 2021, I think it was the year, it might have been 22, um, he released a, a, a Baptist gospel album. Oh, right. Um, uh, that was, he, he did uh, duets with people, right? Yeah. On that? Dolly and Tanya oh. Tucker and Belinda Carlisle. Fantastic. Um, and what a, what a, beautiful thing to be able to go back to that and find because i believe every organized religion started with a gem of truth right and then you know man steps in and corrupts it um that leslie was able to find that gem of truth and for him it was the music in the baptist church and to embrace it so completely um was also one of those beautiful things that i took from the tribute to leslie Let's hope that every gay male out there, every person out there can find their gem and can find a way to 
resolve whatever conflict they're having with organized religion or uh, their own spirituality and all find that hope and, you know, look to Leslie Jordan and the, and those gems that you got and hopefully all of us can at, at one point. So now, ironically, we're going to go to the Savage Side-Eye. Well, yeah. <laughs> it's time to throw a little shade, but you know but what? But in a loving I, way. Well, that's the thing. I think, exactly. you know, we we have been throwing a little shade. Um, if I'm going to be giving a Savage Side-Eye, which I don't think I, I want to do this week because, oh, good. Okay, you know, good. we're living in a place of hope at the moment, although yeah. um, I do want to reach out to one of our patrons who sent their savage side eye in and that's something you can do if you join us on patreon become one of our patrons um so many great things that you'll get if you do that the number one thing is that you get to see michael and i every week when we do our shows and again who would not want to see us (laughs) Because we are so incredible just to look at. Oh, speak for yourself. Yeah, no. Because I would sorry. never put myself in that category. Me either. I mean, I'm B. Arthur. That's um, out of the Golden Girls, I'm B. Arthur. You, you're Rue McClan- No, so you're you Rue McClanahan. You're Rue um, McClanahan. So, uh, another thing that you get if you join us on Patreon is that you can submit your savage side eye to us. And that's what we're going to talk about today, Robert J. Uh, gave one of his side eyes to us, and I have to read it to you uh, so I get it right. Uh, Here's a savage side eye, says Robert J. Years ago, I was a bartender at a gay bar in West Hollywood. So sorry about that. Um, A pet peeve of mine was the straight girls and their friends coming in to celebrate their wedding, usually with a tiara and a sash and an attitude that the gays would want to join in their celebration. The pushy, condescending, and entitled attitude of so many of those young ladies made the entire group some of my least favorite customers. Interesting, because you know that's an issue right now in Palm Springs, right? in the bars. Oh, my God. Okay, remember how I said I wasn't going to do a side eye? Here yeah. it comes. They have, every weekend... There they are running down the streets, all in their matching, like, here's the group in matching pink dresses, and here's the group in their t-shirts, and the girl with, and they're all wasted, and going into these. <sighs> so in a, in, a, in a loving way, because I want to stay on that okay. theme since, because, um, you know, here's my advice to any of the girls whose ears this may fall upon. You're walking into someone else's house. Now, as a guest in that house, and granted it's a bar, but it's still, still, those bars were created as a safe place for us to commune. And we do welcome everyone. But I would not walk into someone's house that I didn't know for a dinner party and strip off my clothes at the door and run around screaming and woohooing throughout the house and during the course of dinner. Why? Because it would be disrespectful. So all I'm asking for is just to maybe have a moment of remembering that you're walking into an environment that, yes, is loving and embracing, 
but also that needs to be respected because it is a safe place for us. And you are welcome, but just because I've seen the way they straight women behave, and it's not a way they would behave in a straight bar around other straight men. And that's always boggled my mind because it's like you would not you wouldn't act like this anywhere else except in a gay bar so um maybe just remember that you know great thank you sir um and thank you to robert j for sending us his side a michael could you tell everyone how they can become a member of patreon absolutely um just go to patreon.com and find uh, use the forward slash no two gays about it and that's the number two and then just sign up and you could um you know, become a patron for as little as three dollars, um, and there are varying tiers. But it helps support us. It helps support the show. Um, hopefully, it'll keep us running. Um, you know, in the future. And if you want to reach out to us in other places, um, you could find us on Gmail at no two gays about it at gmail.com, and that's the number two, or Facebook with the same mon- moniker, no two gays about it. Instagram, same, and now on TikTok. Same. And on TikTok, I actually posted some video of the Leslie Jordan tribute. So if you want to find us there, you could have a look at those. Fantastic. And also, I would like to ask all of our uh, listeners out there to let us know about your spirituality. Are you still part of an organized uh, religion? Are are you a spiritual person? How do you find your spirituality or, or how do you define your spirituality? Because this is something that I, I would love to uh, continue learning about and uh, eventually talk about again. So thank you for bringing that up to us, Michael. Um, or should I say Felix? Un- oh, no, I'm Felix. You're, you're Felix. You're Oscar Madison, right? Um, Although I am incredibly neat. So, but it's the burping and the other things that I am Oscar. Okay. Uh, <laughs> The fact is that Michael and I are completely two different people, uh, but we are also the same in, in a way that we are bringing the voice of the over 50 gay male to the conversation out there. And that's something that I would really love all of our listeners to do out there is to get out there and bring your over 50 voice back into the conversation. Um, so for all of us here, at No Two Gays About It. Thank you for joining us. Um, And please come back. Uh, Like us, share us with your friends. And like I said, get out there. Um, Bring your voice, your opinion, your age group, whatever it is, bring it to the conversation because it's important that all our voices be heard. So until then, Michael. Until then, Tom, thank you everybody out there for listening. And we will see you next week on No Two Gays About It. Thank you. Thank you.